Hey guys, welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. And today's episode is a little bit of a follow-up of last night that I recorded, and I will probably release them side-by-side, something of that nature, but because it's a follow-up and because I'm in a good mood, it's probably not going to be a terribly helpful episode, (laughs) so feel free if you learned something from the last episode to skip this one. If you're interested in just hearing me rant about how great it's going, then (laughs) stay tuned. Last night I was talking about going backwards, and I'm at the point where finally everything that I've learned from StoryGrid and just all of my Googling and learning and listening to podcasts um, has begun to actually click together and I officially feel like I'm part of the group, like I'm a real writer, because it all makes sense to me now. And when I, I only just discovered character arcs last year when I was trying to get back into writing and I had no idea how character arcs work and I still, you know, it's still a struggle. It's one of the hardest things in putting a book together is the arcs and the themes for me and like plotting but it all makes sense now and especially with the story grid it makes sense in almost a mathematical way that you can innovate within but anyways it's going really well even though I'm going backwards and it almost feels like I'm starting over but at the same time I'm not starting over because When I do go back to earlier in the book to rehash some things and as I add this character that I've been telling you about into the story a bit more, her character is really fleshing out and it's really incredible to see that and I'm almost wondering, I'm pretty sure she's a stronger character than my protagonist and I'm almost wondering as I wondered like last year where I was like I like this person better maybe she could be the main person but I don't know I'm kind of just letting her guide me at this point because like she is her own being at this point and basically I'm just having a lot of fun going backwards on this and filling things out and feeling like my writing has vastly improved with the methods of writing that I've been learning about and even just like the advice of like reading as much as you can even if it's just a little bit like yesterday I had this revelation with listening to the first episode of Harry Potter and the revelation was I think I mentioned it in the last episode but maybe I didn't Show, not tell is a thing, right? And I think people struggle with showing in their writing. And I don't think that that's something I struggle with anymore because it's something I think about constantly. I'm constantly trying to think of that. And then also what helped improve me to be able to show better and not tell was 
um, when Shirley Jump actually was looking at some of my writing, she was like, you have a lot of adverbs. And so looking at the adverbs, I was like, oh yeah, I can see how that is show or telling and not showing. And so now every time I have an L-Y at the end of a, of a word, I'm like, is there a better way to say this? Instead of softly, maybe they, instead of doing something softly, maybe they, you know, oh gosh, I can't think of an example, but you have to think of it in a way that is not softly, but implies softly. So like, I can't think of an example. I'm too slow at like processing those things. I can't think of one, but just think of it that way and you're showing and not telling at that point. So that piece of advice was really helpful because then I was able to objectively say, oh, this is an adverb. How else can I say this concept in another way? So I've been doing a lot of showing and not telling, but when I was listening to the Harry Potter chapter, I was trying to analyze it and there was a lot of telling and there's a lot of telling in stories. I even just picked up a random sci-fi book that I have on my shelf that I don't even remember how, how it ended. I remember that it impacted me for like several months and I was like, wow, that's a great book. But the beginning was slow and I don't even remember most of it. Like, I don't remember all of it. <laughs> I remember maybe the ending. But um, that book opened up with a lot of telling and what I'm realizing is you need a balance of show and tell in your writing. And the minute I realized that last night, I think my scenes immediately became stronger because I was so obsessed with showing and showing and showing. I forgot to tell just here and there, like show, 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 tell, show, tell, show, show, show. You know, I think there has to be a balance. So I'm having all of these revelations and I know I was like really stuck last week and I was really struggling and I've come to terms with the fact that this is a really fluid process and it doesn't have to be linear in the way that you want it to be you can keep your story linear and you can uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say but what I'm trying to say is going backwards is okay and even if you're ending up getting rid of scenes set those seeds scenes aside I'm using the um, application called Scrivener so you can actually have you can move things around really easily. So what I do is when a scene becomes semi-invalid or I'm like not sure about it anymore, I set it aside in another folder. And I don't do that to very many scenes. But I will set it aside. Right now I think I have two scenes that are set aside that were like so bad. And then the rest of the scenes I still kept in the manuscript. But... I just like in the title of the the scene block I just put like a giant fix on it so I know to go back and fix it because I know it doesn't really fit into the new line of 
reading the story anymore. So I'm going to have to come back. But um, this is actually my second time going out to walk today. And it's a really nice day. And it's been great. Um, I'm really just taking a break because I wrote 800 words today. And it was only because I was able to get like right into it because I spent hours doing some thinking yesterday. And I think it's a balance between thinking and writing. And it goes back to, again, I think I said this last night on the episode, but um, being a pantser versus a planner. And I think I'm a combination of both. And as I go backwards into my book, I'm like really planning out and with the idea of story grid and the idea of like what needs to be driving the book and goals each scene now is like super powerful because each one has a goal behind it however small the goal is so I kind of just wanted to like share this with you because I'm feeling really good and I am the kind of person that goes like from zero to a hundred. <laughs> I have no middle. I will either be, you know, like, so when I was working on my business, that's the only thing I had time for in my brain. I did not have time to be thinking about my book at all. So, and now I'm on a hundred for just my book. And everything else is taking a backseat right now. And as a result of that, my, and this is just my state of being too, is uh, my emotions are vastly affected by whatever I'm working on or whatever I'm doing. So my emotions go from zero to a hundred as well. Um, I'm not like a crazy person with my emotions, but I could feel like really defeated one day. And then the next day, if something goes right, I feel like amazing. And today is one of those days where I'm feeling great. Even though my goal today was to reach 2,000 words. And I don't know if I'm actually going to do that. Because I'm getting distracted with like rearranging scenes and stuff. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. And that, that counts. So yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit of my success And while I don't know that this is terribly helpful, because I feel like things are just clicking for me and it might take time for other people, but just do your research. Just dig, dig, dig. If you've got a question and you don't know how something works, remember that constructing a novel is not just writing, it's constructing. And you have to figure out the right questions to ask if you're feeling stuck you have to figure out what character arc is I didn't even know what questions to ask last year when I was trying to figure out character arc and then I now I know that character arc is a term it's a thing and now I have an idea of what character arc is but if you don't know what that is you just have to keep digging and digging until you get there because that will help you a lot of people out today (laughs) a lot of people driving by 
and I'm like ranting. I live, I live on this like tiny road, so like all of my neighbors can probably hear me. They probably can't hear me, but I hope they don't hear me. <laughs> now I'm walking down to the water. Anyways, I think what I am getting at is just how fluid writing is, writing a novel is, as a process. It's extremely fluid, and today I felt that, because I'm writing scenes like in the beginning of my book, even though I had gotten to the middle, and now I'm realizing I'm actually semi-doing a second draft on some of my work because I'm reworking the plotline to fit into something that's going to be stronger. And that's okay. And I thought that because I already have 40,000 words, I thought that most of those words are going to have to be garbage and thrown away. But just now, before I started the podcast, I wrote a scene and then I was thinking for maybe about 30 minutes. I was staring, thinking, rearranging things. And then I realized, oh, this scene, it needs to be fixed. But the scene that I had put on the back burner can go in here and that solves the problem that I was having of not being able to connect with the protagonist and so that scene I'll fix at one point when I'm feeling inspired by it I'll fix it into something that's like as good as what I'm writing today but for now it it's a placeholder and so now I can just comb through what I've already written and piece everything together slowly and that's the other thing, too, is you not only have to read a bunch, but writing is like exercising a muscle. So write that 2,000 words a day, even if some of it could be garbage. Write it to get the idea out there and do your best to make it quality work, but Maybe you will even know, like, you'll know when the right scene comes out of you and when it's strong. You're going to know that even when you just take a brief step backwards and read through a couple of your scenes from the beginning, you'll be able to see what is connecting and what isn't. And even if it's sort of crap, you can go back to it and and re remake it when you have the tools and the knowledge and the power to turn it into a much stronger scene. And that's why I'm trying to make this goal of 2,000 words a day. Although, I will uh, take a step back too and say that I'm trying to put out only my absolute best ever scenes possible. So I'm spending a lot of time thinking but I do feel that I'm at the point now where I'm an extremely quick learner. So I feel like I've absorbed these tools in a way that's going to be helpful to me. And I can put those tools aside and just take in everything that I've learned without overthinking everything. And know that I can come back later and hash that out. And... I can just get down like really strong scenes. 
So I'm feeling excited and feeling good about your work is like pretty powerful too. It's very motivating. And just remember these days where you're feeling really great about your work. Remember those days. So for the days that you're feeling down and you're getting stuck, just power through it and you'll be able to fix it later or just think really hard about it. And after quarantine, it might be more difficult for most of you like me. I don't know what your situation is, but after quarantine, it's going to be almost impossible to get 2,000 words a day. But right now, like, I am solely living for my book. I want to get this sucker done. I want a first draft by the end of May. But now that I'm going backwards, I I feel like the end of May is not going to happen. But I, I can see myself setting that goal for 2,000 words a day and then having a solid, good first draft instead of a crappy first draft by the end of June, maybe. And then throw in... Um, my We Speak work, and maybe I'll get it done by the end of July or the end of the year, depending on how that goes. But it just feels great to be, like, exercising this this skill of mine and, like, honing it in and learning different ways to make it even better and better and seeing a scene that you wrote a couple months ago and already think it's crap but then writing a scene that you're like feeling really good about to replace that scene and be like that is some good writing it's good to feel that way and it's good to like challenge yourself to be the best you can be it almost could have gotten me like defeated by reading Um, and listening to like the Harry Potter chapter one and like reading some of Ender's Game, it could be defeating, but you have to like take those works and think about them critically. You have to think about their structure. What did they do that was right? What did they do that made you want to keep reading? What did they do in the story structure to give it a powerful ending? Or what did they do to create such strong characters because the Harry Potter chapter one the characters are incredibly strong and you do get connected to them immediately you, you do feel like how stuck up the Dursleys are and it, I pro- it probably helps that it's being read in Daniel Radcliffe's voice and he's like acting it out a little bit and we have the vision of the movies already but I can tell with the words, like, the way that it was done is just so powerful. And when I read Harry Potter, when I read the first book, I was, I think I was 12. That was probably the last time I read Harry Potter. So I didn't know anything about all of this. I didn't know, like, what point of view she was writing from or any of that. I was just reading it and enjoying it. But... Now I can really appreciate, like, J.K. Rowling 
at least from that first chapter, because I haven't read the rest of the books in a while. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened to any of my copies. I don't know where they are. They're not here. Sorry, I just went up a hill. But J.K. Rowling is, like, badass. Like, a much better writer than I... I mean, I knew she was good. But I didn't really know how good she was. Until just listening to that first chapter, I was like, wow, that was really good. And stuff like that is what's going to challenge you to be the best version of yourself even if you're not writing a an epic fantasy or like a coming of age Harry Potter type thing try to what I was doing last night was I was trying to think of what my book is most like to structure it after that and I was thinking about Ender's Game but it's not really even an Ender's Game thing and then I was realizing how many genres of like how many themes are out there to follow and the genre structure there's a lot out there that you could follow because I was also thinking about okay what's my second book going to be like what would I structure that as and I was thinking about all the different genres and how Harry Potter genre might like fall into something but I couldn't think of anything but regardless you could still learn from those books and apply the things that you're seeing so if you're struggling with something and you're reading look for the thing that you're struggling with and seeing how they do it and that will help you because that's what I've been doing is even like last year I was like trying to find excerpts of Harry Potter and like just finding the excerpts like that already leveled up my writing and now it's even more leveled up So, like, try to level up your craft as much as possible and write as much as possible so you can get those ideas flowing, but also just, like, exercise, exercise, exercise. I think that's that's how people do it. That's how people get their books out into the world. (sighs) So, yeah, I'm just... I guess I'm on a writing high today (laughs) and I'm feeling good and I know that I'm going to be like in two days or next week or something I'm going to be recording a podcast episode I'm going to be like oh my god this sucks how am I ever going to do this I'm so stuck I can't get unstuck how do I get unstuck so it's a journey and that's just me like I'm pretty sure that feeling is universal, but, like, I am very up and down. My emotions are very attached to whatever I'm doing. And I'm very, like, all in or not at all or barely in. So, it's a journey, guys. And that's what I said yesterday. And I'm repeating myself for the most part. But... I needed to go for a walk and enjoy the sun. And it's probably windy, I'm sorry. And you probably don't hear any birds. You're never going to get the same sounds, even though I'm walking the same road. 
There's a bird right now. I think the birds are usually out when it's early in the morning. And then last night, I guess there were crickets. You can, if you crank up the volume on yesterday's episode, you could probably hear the crickets. One of these days, I'll go down by the water when it's not windy and then record an episode when it's like nice, soothing waves. Anyways, thanks for listening to me rant about my journey. Hope this was a positive... Ooh, wind. I hope this was a positive um, episode for you. I hope that it encouraged you to write today and to find ways to level up your craft. Thanks for listening.